celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team. That consists of Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions, Vladi the world-famous Russian dog wizard, dog father Joey Volani, and animal communicator Joy Turner, and of course, the very illustrative... Stacy Cohn, what are you working on? One of the first things that you teach your kids when they're little is their name and address. So if they ever get lost, they'll be able to get their way back home. Well, instead of teaching your pet bird four-letter words, everybody <laughs> does that, don't they? They, you know, they think it's funny that their their bird can say some bizarre word or you know, I'm watching you or whatever they teach him. <laughs> anyway, um, some guy taught his bird his address and i'll tell you what it saved his life it's coming up on animal radio news does your bird know its address joey no no my bird just knows where the, where the kitchen is where the food is <laughs> <laughs> my mika knows my mika knows yeah big memorial day weekend show for you as we kick off summer today uh, ed asner Actor Ed Asner will be joining us for the season of stars. Uh, also on the show today, more details on this recall. There's there's actually been several. One that just came out this morning, Perina's Overweight Cat Food, has now been recalled. Uh, regarding salmonella, chicken soup, solid gold. Solid gold, you used to think is one of those brands. Yeah, Natural Balance, Wellness, Diamond, all made in the same plant. Which is interesting because you think these foods, just because they cost more, they tell you that it's better. They're made in the same place as the cheap stuff that you find on the Walmart shelves. And so they're all being recalled. And we'll have all the details coming up in just a few minutes. If you got overweight cat food, some of them might be good because the cat's definitely going to lose <laughs> oh. weight. Uh, but actually, the uh, Purina food, the Purina overweight cat food, is not being recalled for salmonella. It actually has a deficiency of thiamine, I believe, in it. And I'm not exactly sure on the details. You know what's really strange about, about all that, too, yes. is that you can get salmonella just by There's handling the food. There's been 14 cases of humans getting yes. salmonella by holding their dog food or touching uh, their dog food. It. See, also on the way, uh, we're going to be talking about Jeremy Mayfield. He was a NASCAR. He is a NASCAR driver, and he was ordered to pay one million dollars to the uh, to his postal worker for dog attacks. Uh, apparently, his dogs attacked his postal worker, and I'll tell you what really ticks me off about this. It was on his property. The dogs stay within his property. There was a sign that says no trespassing or beware of dogs. The mail carrier had to drop something off at his doorstep. It wouldn't fit in his mailbox. So she came on the property. She was attacked by the dogs. And then Mayfield, who was home at the time, chased off the dogs and actually carried the mail carrier into the house and called 911. She suffers from nerve damage and post-traumatic stress disorder. And the courts ordered him to pay $1 million to her. And I just think that's wrong. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, these dogs... Totally, totally ridiculous. Yeah, and you know what? These dogs... And they euthanize the dogs. Oh, come on. That's that's, that's ridiculous. That's a little going a little bit too far. That's maybe too far. But again, you guys, uh, we are dealing with canine aggression every time. Every time. Every time. And we see those cases. Not the $1 million. And I agree with you. It was overboard, and that was because of his celebrity status. But uh, dogs biting the people increasingly. And, um, you know, it's for us at the pet peeves. It's what we do. And we, we have a strong opinion under any circumstances. Dogs have no rights to bite the humans. That's, well, that's, that's what I struggle with. I disagree with. with you, and I know Dr. Debbie doesn't agree with you. The dogs uh, were on the property. They don't leave the property. There's signs that say 
no trespassing, beware of dogs. And he has to co- complete control over the dogs. He was able to, to, to pull back the dogs. And so I understand, yeah, the dogs were maybe aggressive, but why the courts awarded this lady a million dollars is beyond me. He says... No, I agree. I agree with you on that part. I just uh, and, also and, don't want to... Yeah, so the people would understand. Uh, my position is no bites. That's what it is. Jeremy said that he got this house that was nearly a mile from the street and that he moved expressly to the, the country so that he can let his dogs run free on the property. That's, That's uh, a shame. That sucks. Let's uh, hit the phones. one 405 Also on the show today, have you seen this new Nat Geo Wild show called Extreme Fish Kings in the Water? Fish Tank King. They make these fish tanks and they've made one for the backfield of the New Marlins Stadium in Florida. And we're going to talk to them and find out what that's all about coming up. All right here on today's Memorial Day weekend, kicking off the Summer Animal Radio Show. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And happy Memorial Day weekend. I hope you're out with the animals barbecue. Kick off another beautiful summer 2012 with Animal Radio today in our season of stars. Ed Asner, comedian and actor Ed Asner. Will join us. I guess he's not really a comedian, but he's very funny. That's why I call him a comedian. But he's a great actor, and he loves his animals. And he'll be back to tell us great stories for the season of stars as we end. I believe this is the end of the season of stars on Animal Radio for the season until next season because the seasons are changing this weekend. It's, it's officially summer now. I know, isn't that exciting? Stacy Cohen working hard in the newsroom. Cat lovers around the country mourning the loss of a very big feline star. A really fat cat. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. Also details on the recalls, which are going crazy. It seems like it's it's two years ago. Was it two years ago? Three years ago where we had all the recalls? It's happening again. This time for salmonella, though. This is, uh, which is kind of, it's one of those diseases that even humans can get. And in fact, 14 people, humans have been affected by it. They don't have to eat it. They just touch just it. Just touching it. Yeah. So imagine what it can do to your animals there. And some big, big names have been called, including, uh, Solid Gold and Natural Balance and Wellness and uh, all the diamond food brands, as well as a new recall today from Purina, unrelated to the salmonella. This is the overweight cat food for, I believe there is a thiamine problem. And that's uh, all in today's show. We'll have all the details about that just around the corner. And uh, also, we're going to talk about bites, because as we kick off summer, this is the last day of National Bite Week. And you deal with... National Prevention. Bite Prevention Week. I'm sorry about that. Don't go biting people (laughs) uh, for this week. We're, We're trying to stop the biting. But, you know, as summer kicks off, you're out with the animals, and there's a lot more opportunities for these bad things to happen. It's not just summer. Uh, canine aggression is on the rise. Uh, you guys need to see statistics. I would uh, encourage uh, everyone just look at the bite statistics, and you could see that is on the rise year by year. And it's about uh, 5 million dog bites wow. every day. Excuse me, every year. So it's every day something happening. People are dying. Kids are dying. Uh, people go to emergency room constantly and things like this. So I believe the main point why we having this increasing aggression because the way we train out train train our dogs nowadays for the last five ten years dog training in this country turns into the joke. 
Nobody trained the dogs now with authority, with rules, with structures. All what we do, grabbing piece of American cheese, cookie, and try to manipulate them into the behavior and reward it. We are thinking we can reward positive behavior and ignore negative behavior and just hope that negative behavior, they will overgrow it. That's going to disappear as the bad dream. People... This is not going to happen even in the bad, in, even in Hollywood movie. So that is why the day number one, you're getting the puppy. You need to raise that puppy properly. Nothing wrong to treat your dog as the baby. But when you're raising canine baby, raise it according rules of its own culture. Doggy mother knows best. Her three rules to follow. She never gives any commands which she cannot enforce. She always reinforces her, her commands. She never repeats. Doggy mama has two motivations to reinforce her rules. She has the tongue to lick, but she has the teeth to bite. Doggy mama is not the human mother. She's not repeating. She growls and after snaps and puppy screams and mama licks and nobody goes to the jail because canine culture don't have puppy protection agencies or puppy psychologists on staff. Whatever canine mom says... You can call whoever you want. That is it. And that's the, just a few of the things you as the new pet owner must do immediately when you adopt the new puppy, the new dog, or you just got the new puppy. And another reason why I have so many behavior problems, it is breeding. Unfortunately, there is no structures. There is no regulations. Everyone, even Helen Judy, can breed their dogs, you know, in their house if they want to. But they probably don't even know who the Darwin is. I guess they know. I know you know. But most of the breeders don't. That's creating the big problem. I remember just uh, one week ago, I stopped by one house. It was three German shoppers. Crazy. We couldn't even get them. That lady was screaming at the door when she, before she entered me into the house. I hate those dogs, she said. I hate my job. Why you hate your job? Because I hate to go home. Why you hate to go home? Because those dogs driving me nuts. We were chasing those shoppers for 20 minutes. Barely. That's what she said. Her procedure is daily. Once we got him, them, because we couldn't even start training them because we couldn't catch them. They're shaking. They are such a disbalance. You know what she said to me? Vladi, I'm so happy you came in. Why? <laughs> because once you train them, I'm going to breed my babies. <laughs> I look in her eyes and say, listen, lady, your dog should never be bred. Yeah, <sighs> crazy. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> Don't get me started. So anyway, my best advice... Don't use the terminology, don't fix it until it's broken. Fix it until it's not broken. Start the right things to do. Prevent the problems before it happening. Every dog can bite. Forget about pit bulls, Yorkies, uh, Dachshund, uh, those uh, sausage dogs. They're biting much more people than pit bulls. They just don't make the headlines. Hmm. Every dog can bite. Every dog can bite. Dog who is growling, he can snap. And very quick, running out of time. I just see people every day, millions of people every day, millions of people unconsciously developing a Aggression in their dogs don't know we don't even know about this by doing two things wrong, allow them to bark non-stop 
in their house or in the backyard because they think that's okay. If the bad guy comes in, that's what the dog should do. But that's cre- creating aggression through freedom frustration. And number two, by allowing them to pull them on the leashes. If your dog pull you on the leash, they think they're in charge. Hmm. If they're in charge, if you allow them to, to decide themselves where to go and how fast to go, they will eventually decide who you growl and who you snap. Hmm. Good to know. In fact, that raises a lot of questions about Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. <laughs> By the way, I have to tell everybody the ending of the Big Kimpton Paparazzi Pet Photo Contest coming is coming up this weekend. So if you think you have the cutest pet around, you definitely want to enter this contest. Win airfare for two on JetBlue, a three-night stay at your choice anywhere in the country. It could be, well, let's say you want to head on over to... Cambridge. Where's Cambridge? Massachusetts. Oh, Cambridge, Massachusetts. They have the Hotel Marlowe over there. Not only do pets stay free all year, but Hotel Marlowe will send them a cake on their birthday. Ooh, I know where I'm going. Find out more about Kimpton Pets Program by calling 1-888-KIMPTON and make sure you enter your cute pet in the Paparazzi Photo Contest this weekend. I think you have to the 31st. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, Dogs have been used to sniff out narcotics, explosives, and even counterfeit money. But a new study says that dogs can detect lung cancer in breath samples. Researchers say that dogs can pick up the chemical differences in a person with cancer's breath. They say that dogs won't ever replace standard medical tests, but their research is very promising. The dogs were taught to either sit or lay down in front of the unhealthy breath samples and ignore the healthy samples. The dogs, which were trained in only three weeks, had an 88 to 97 percent accuracy rate. Sounds like man's best friend may be helping man stay around a little longer. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Kempton Hotels, the very first hotel company to welcome pets, goes beyond just allowing them to stay. Their Kempton Pets program includes pet-friendly perks like plush beds, bowls, treats, with services such as dog walking and pet sitting. Kempton has no restrictions for size, weight, or type of animal, and charges zero fees or deposits for pets to stay. So when you travel with your pet to New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, or other major U.S. cities, stay at Kempton Hotels. Find us on Facebook or KemptonHotels.com. Provide your pet protection from biting pests with an easy once-a-month application. Advantage 2 quickly kills fleas within 12 hours on cats and dogs. Canine Advantage 2, for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantage 2 are waterproof and kill all flea life stages. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantage 2 are available at your veterinarian or favorite pet specialty retailer and are registered trademarks of Bayer. Vetricin, a one-step wound and infection spray that works naturally with your animal's immune system to aid in the healing process. Vetricin reduces recovery time by up to 60% on hot spots, cuts, scratches, and even rashes. Vetricin is non-toxic and will not sting and is safe for puppies and kittens. This safe, easy-to-apply product makes caring for your pet's wounds or infections Easy. For more information, go to vetricin.com. That's V E T E R I C Y N.com. Oh no, a storm! Where's my thunder shirt? I need my thunder shirt. It hugs me, keeps me calm during storms, otherwise, I freak. Here, boy, let's put on your thunder shirt. 
Oh, oh, that's much better. Hey, folks, if your dog or cat's like me and scared of noises, traveling or vet visits or being left alone, try Thundershirt. It's the easy, drug-free way to keep them calm. For only $39.95 with a money-back guarantee, don't be afraid to try one. Buy a Thundershirt now at pet stores or at Thundershirt.com. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Veterison One-Step Wound and Infection Spray for hot spots, cuts, scratches, and even rashes. Reduce your pet's recovery time up to 60% with Veterison. For more information, go to Veterison.com. That's V-E-T-E-R-I-C-Y-N.com. And eeny, meeny, miny, mo. let's pick... Hi, Gina. Hi. How are you? I understand you wanted to talk to Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Yes, I have a, a, a Springer Spaniel and a, a Yellow Lab. Um, Springer Spaniel is going to be um, 10 years old, actually, at the end of this month. And the Lab is 8 years old. Um, and my Springer has a very bad um, anxiety issues. Um, for one, she's very, like they say, gun-shy. Um, with the, any firework, like that, she absolutely goes berserk and wants to go into the house and hide. And um, I can't get her out for hours, hours and hours afterwards. Okay. And that anxiety happening when you are out of the house? Yes. And the dog is yep. destroying, destroying your house, chewing the stuff, or barking, or peeing? No. No, Both. she she will no. When we be outside, and if if um, she hears any type of firework or tap gun of track or any type of gun like that, she instantly would like wants to like get in the house and she'll hide. And I can't mm-hmm. get her to come out for hours and hours. So it's happening in your presence. So you have a you have a some same type of the she's petrified from uh, strong sounds and things like this. What is her breed? What is her age or his? She's a Springer Spaniel, English Springer Spaniel, and she's going to be ten years old. And she's been like this from puppy on. And I don't know what made her this gun shy. Okay, so you basically were waiting for ten years to resolve this question, or you tried to do something before. Yeah, I've. I've tried things. Um, and tell me what you tried. I've, I've tried calming her, um, tried um, some pills, as they say, the calming, and that didn't uh, work. I mean, it Holistic just, or I've medical? Got, pardon? Uh, from the doctor or from the health food store pills? pills. Uh, over what the pills? counter, yeah. Okay. What else? Just pretty much that, um, and just um, coddling her, you know, trying to okay. bring her back outside myself, okay. hanging on to her, telling her it's okay. You know, they're okay. all done. Okay, I, I, got, I got the picture. I got the picture. Now, let me tell you, uh, and again, <laughs> in, our, in our radio station, in our, I would say, radio family, animal radio, I telling the people not just sometimes what they would like to hear it, but what they need to hear it. And what you need to hear it, um, you did nothing to resolve it yet. Um, you tried but you used very ineffective methods. Let me first tell you why that's happening. This is genetically driven. A lot of dogs, they are sensitive to the sound, to the strange, stra- uh, strong and strange noises. They, they couldn't handle it in the way it's positive. 
um, of course, we behaviorist wants to resolve it on the early issues. Now, when your child now is becoming older, lazy, and uh, it's becoming really a big problem. So you have extreme situation, and now you need to take extreme measures. I would, number one, make the visit to your vet, and I would put this dog on the right, uh, good medication, um, let's say Clomacom would be my first choice, but your vet would be because it's a, has almost no side effects, very great mild medication. It's really calming, Clomacom. Um, number two, I would uh, really get her desensitized to that. I would buy the CDs by name um, Thunderstorm Sounds or... Uh, sharp noises, or you can just Google it. You can see uh, if you if you, c- you can title anything you title in regard to this. You will have a lot of interesting CDs which you can play to your dog first on the low volume. Volume, excuse me. After that, increase that volume. Uh, next, I would try to distract her attention by babying and cuddling her when she shows anxiety. But I would uh, momentarily put my it calls competing of stimuluses. Dogs and humans cannot worry about two things at the same intensity. Or she worries about you, or she worries about something else, including thunderstorm. So I would make her sure she worries about me. So I would do obedience training prior to that. And after that, instead of cuddling and kissing and hugging her, I would put the cuddle on leash and say, oh, you want to work? Let's go sit, stay, calm down. When the dog is working, it's a pub blood into his body, and it's a natural sedative. It will calm the dog down momentarily, automatically. It's like aerobic exercise for the people who are very nervous, but they start to work it out and they calm down. That would be my major, main things to do. Of course, I would use many other things. Thunderstorm, thunderstorm short. Yes, they help. Is the name thunderstorm? Let's give it away. We have one right now. I have a thunderstorm. No, please send one to this nice lady. And thank you so much for calling to Animal Radio. Yeah. Hold on, Jenna. We need to get your information. I'm going to give you a thunder shirt. This is if your dog's afraid of noises, vet visits, or being left alone. It's constant gentle pressure is the simplest solution for calming them. It's easy to use. It's drug-free. Normally, uh, for anyone else, it's thirty nine ninety five For you, it's free today just because we love you so much. You can get this for... The- for those that uh, aren't lucky enough to get through today, you can get this at your pet stores or at thundershirt.com. Hang tight for just one second, Gina. 1-866-405-8405. Hi, Laura. Hi. Did you need to talk to Dr. Debbie? Yes, I sure do. Hi All there. Right. Hello. Um, I have a young male cat. He was my neighbor's. Uh, he was born at my neighbor's house, and he was wild outside. And I kind of coaxed him over to my house. And um, I put a uh, one of those Labistro automatic feeders with some automatic water because my husband and I are gone for a week at a time. Mm-hmm. And um, and he pretty much kept showing up. And about two months later, I told my husband if he's still there, we'd go ahead and neuter him. So on our vacation, we had him neutered, and I brought him into the house for two weeks, and then I put him back out when we left. And then um, it's been kind of that way ever since for about another three weeks. So he's only been neutered about a month. Um, okay. But I'm having kind of some issues with him. I, I have, like, Jekyll and Hyde thing going on. When he's inside, he's real friendly. He'll lay down, let you 
pet him and everything else. But the minute I put him outside, he doesn't want anything to do with me, and it's hard to get him back inside. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of wondering, I try to coax him in with um, wet food, but um, he's kind of gotten the, the hang of that and is not real interested. And I'm kind of wondering, is this something that will slowly over time go away with, with just keep keeping doing the same thing? Or, am, you know, I'm just kind of lost. I have this cat with two personalities. Okay, so I want to make be sure I'm clear. Now, since you've gotten him neutered and he's, you know, you're back into the regular routine of things, does he come into the home and is he in kind of good spirits and kind of like a happy cat at sometimes? Yeah, once I get him inside, he is. But this last time, um, I I had a real hard time getting him in the house. Okay. And I haven't. My neighbor's cat is male. He comes in all the time and. Um, you know, and uh, he'll eat the food, and that kind of brings my cat in. But that's the only way I've been able to get him in is manipulating him to come inside. Yeah. But he's inside for two or three days while we're home, and then he becomes a, just a normal cat. But the minute I put him out, he goes right back to being afraid, and I don't know what to do. Yeah, and, and this is truly the tale of two cats here because um, we have two d- different environments that this kitty's come to know. And outdoors, you know, it's an unpredictable environment. Um, he's got to watch his back. He, you know, he has to behave as a different kitty in that environment versus in the indoor setting. Now, not every cat can make that transition. It's kind of interesting from what you're saying that he does acclimate within a course of a few days and that he does well indoors because a lot of kitties that are just truly kind of stick to their feral roots, they don't always quite um, kind of cozy into the whole house cat scenario. So for me, I don't know that I would expect him to behave like an indoor cat when you see him outside. The trick truly is in winning the hearts of feral cats and cats that are fearful of us is food. And um, it can be tough if he is outdoors and he has access to other food items, whether they're moving, crawling, running, or other kibble items outdoors, because the food motivation is somewhat diminished if he's already been fed and he's already satisfied. So if you control the food and don't have that feeder sitting there, then you have a direct correlation to happy feelings for kitties. Um, Most cats love to eat. They enjoy it. It's a fun experience. So if you are the link that brings that enjoyment to him, that makes you a better thing in his world all the way around. So um, ditch the automatic feeders, be his personal food resource, and use that to the best of your ability to make him um, hopefully um, enjoy the setting that you're asking him to. And if he doesn't enjoy it, you know, I, I'd say you got to respect his wishes and what he wants and what he's looking for in his life. Um, so, uh, you know, I don't know if you're, are you looking to turn him into an indoor kitty long term? It doesn't sound like your lifestyle is going to be that. He's young, so I was kind of hoping, and he's really cute, he's really sweet. So I was kind of hoping I could make his inside experience lovable. You know, it's really hot where I live, and it's, you know, we have air conditioning, 
I was hoping that that would entice them inside. Yeah, and, you know, that's the, the great thing with, uh, you know, the indoor cat experience. It can be tough to make it, you know, as, as wonderful as the outdoor experience. So you want to make sure you're also giving him some good other opportunities for when he's indoors. I mean, you're a great thing. The food's nice inside, and he's got shelter. But you also want to not let him be bored. So if you have a little cat um, condo that you can sit by a window, you have a little kitty patio, um, interactive food toys are great to keep them busy and keep them active and not just be in a, a couch potato cat, if you will, when he's indoors. Um, because if he enjoys that activity outdoors, you know, he's not going to want to give that up. So there, there's got to be something that we can best uh, s- simulate his outdoor environment. Uh, you know, one other tip I have as far as for, you know, making this fellow really want to come to you for food. Um, in many cases, you can train cats, just like dogs, to clicker training. So you can train them either to a bell or to a clicker when the food call comes. So when the chow comes down and you set down that food, you ring a bell or you click a clicker and that helps to be that audible alert and just like good old Pavlov who trained those dogs when they heard a sound that they were going to eat um, your kitty um, will learn that same sound uh, relation to the food so that might be one other way to get your uh, appearance as something that he gets excited about when you're coming around so hope that's of some help for you there Laura. Thank you so much Animal Radio is brought to you by New from Bayer Animal Health. Advantage 2 quickly kills fleas within 12 hours. K9 Advantage 2 for dogs only repels and kills ticks, fleas, mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Both products are waterproof and kill all flea life stages. Advantage 2 and K9 Advantage 2 are registered trademarks of Bayer. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. A parakeet in Japan was able to make it home safe and sound thanks to his expanded vocabulary. The UK's Orange News reports that this bird made his way to the Yokohama City Center after recently escaping his house. The pet eventually stopped in a hotel where he was apprehended and handed over to police. Authorities say the bird didn't give any indication that it could talk until he suddenly blurted out his full home address. Thanks to the unexpected but very specific piece of information, police were able to track down the house and reunite the bird with his 64-year-old owner. Well, that's great. I mean, people usually teach their bird how to say four-letter words instead of important information. Just don't teach him your bank account number. Can you imagine if he flew into a store? He'd charge up a whole bunch of bird seed. All right, maybe not. A 12-year-old llama in California back on her feet thanks to a devoted prosthesis. Bella's owners, Trish and Chuck Brandt Roebuck, told Sacramento's KXTV that the llama injured her back right leg when she stepped into a gopher hole a few years ago. The damaged leg eventually became infected and the vets were forced to amputate it. But after the Brandt Roebucks realized that Bella was refusing to even try to stand anymore, they turned to the Hangers Clinic's Michael Carlson. They asked him to help with a prosthetic leg. Carlson spent three and a half months designing this special prosthetic, which Bella quickly adapted to, and now she's walking and running again. A bizarre crime unfolded in downtown St. Louis. Police say a man attacked the driver of a horse-drawn carriage, took the reins, and then he ran off. Jenny Holtzum, she's the manager of the St. Louis Carriage Company, she said that while the thief managed to make off in the carriage, the horse named Harry... He had some other plans. He simply went right back to the stables. I can't even fathom what was going through his mind to do something like this. The suspect then punched the horse before being tackled by employees and then was later arrested. Holtzum says Harry wasn't hurt. The carriage driver refused medical treatment. 
An Australian man happy to have his car back after it was nearly hijacked by a pretty unlikely suspect. Uh, Gunther Hauser was recently forced to stop his car outside of Raditzburg because of a stubborn goat. Well, Hauser says when he tried to chase the escaped animal away, it doubled back and hopped right in his car and started eating his seats. The motorist eventually called police who gathered a team of local farmhands to try and help remove the unwanted passenger. Hauser later said he made sure to take a lot of pictures of that goat because he knew his insurance company would never have believed him. you got to get goat insurance. That's a problem. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter. If you're ready to solve those nasty litter box problems, switch on over to World's Best Cat Litter. It's the only litter that uses whole kernel corn to clump quick, scoop easy, and eliminate those nasty pet odors. It's guaranteed or your money back. In fact, you want to get a free bag? Head on over to www.worldsbestcatlitter.com slash animal radio or call me now at one 866 405 8405. I have nine bags to give away. These are 17 pound bags and they're in my way, so I gotta move them over. That's either the uh, scented formula or you have the multiple cat formula or the unscented formula, whatever you want. Single cat formula. Single cat formula. I don't know why they put them all in the studio in front of me. So you'll give them away. Giving me a sign to get out of the studio or something like that. (laughs) You're gonna have like a snack? A snack? Of kitty yeah, litter? Just to eat it. It's corn. Hey, the dog loves it. Yeah, that is. Uh, I personally don't eat it, but uh, the dog does love it. And it is made out of corn, by the way. Listen, last night I checked out uh, a screener for a show that's going to be on TV tonight, Nat Geo Wild, a 10 p.m. Eastern brand new show called Fish Tank Kings. And uh, let me tell you, pretty interesting. These guys make fish tanks. Not just any fish tank. They make some of the best fish tanks in the world. The biggest. They were contracted by um, the the Miami Marlins president, uh, David Sampson, to create a fish tank that would be the backstop, the home plate backstop, (laughs) for the new Marlins baseball stadium. And wow, I mean, that's got to look cool, but that's quite a job. Welcome to the show, Matt Roy and Jose Blanco. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Thank you very much for having us on the show. Well, now, this this is uh, really cool. I mean, this fish tank that you had to create as the backstop has got to withstand uh, not only being hit by a baseball, I would imagine, but by irate uh, (laughs) players. How did you do this? I mean, a lot of pressure there, huh? Well, I hope that doesn't happen. We don't have any uh, irate players that want to try and break the aquarium. But, yeah, there's a uh, bullet-resistant shield in front of the aquarium. It's rated to stop any object at 200 miles an hour, and that's a, a, there's a barrier between the bulletproof shield and the aquarium. There's about an inch-and-a-half air gap there. Wow. So so None of the no sh- objects actually come anywhere near close to the aquarium. So the, there's no shock to the fish or anything if like that? If they get that. hit. Correct. Wow, what a, how, how big is this aquarium? There's two aquariums. They uh, flank either side of the uh, the backstop, and they dead end into the dugouts. And they're about 400 gallons. They're uh, 20, about 22 feet long, about a foot and a half wide, and almost three foot tall. Wow. Wow. How much does Pretty something salt. like this cost? A lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> 
Millions? A lot of heartache, too. Well, I know. I, You know, in the screener, and, and I encourage listeners to check this out on TV tonight, in the screener we saw that David Sampson was really breathing down your neck as far as getting it done and getting it done right. And if we screwed up, we'd all be out of gigs. That was the, that was the impression I got. Yeah, that's a good impression to have, because that's about the way it was going down. Um, the aquariums cost about, both aquariums total about 375000 uh, yeah, I mean, David Sampson's a, he's a really good guy, but um, very demanding. Sure. He, he's probably one of the most demanding clients uh, we've ever had. Now, I couldn't tell if it was uh, fresh water or salt water. Uh, no, that's definitely salt water. Is it uh, really? Yeah, it's all salt water, both of them. I, I was going to say the fish are beautiful. Usually when you have colorful fish like that, it has to be salt water. Well, that's tough to, to take care of those fish. You know, with my small tank, I <laughs> can kill the fish easily yeah, overnight. we don't have, I, have any more fish tanks. They don't let tanks. me do that. It must be kind of hard to keep those fish in tip-top shape. You know, it's not that hard. And we have uh, an isolated, all the filtration is isolated in, in a big filtration room. Each aquarium has its own filtration. It's, there's redundant filtration on each system's. And both aquariums turn over about four to six times an hour. Wow. Now, what's the biggest, strangest, oddest, weirdest request that you've <laughs> ever received and thought the person was absolutely crazy? I don't know, Jose. What can you think of there? Wow. Well, Samson, uh, David Samson wanted a marlin in there. <laughs> oh, did he? <laughs> he did. He asked if we could put a marlin in a tank. Oh, my gosh. Now, there's... Obviously not possible. Yeah. There's going to be six more episodes. I can't think that any are going to be more incredible than this, but they are, aren't they? We've done some really neat things. I mean, um, the, our next episode, um, I kind of leave the gang in a lurch here trying to build a 3,000-gallon uh, aquarium for a pet store, and I get to go down to the uh, the Caribbean. I head down to Curacao with the Florida Aquarium, and we collect deepwater specimens at 700 feet. Wow. In a private sub. So that was... Uh, Great episode. We had a lot of fun. Well, I used to think that I had a cool job, but you guys got a cool job. Definitely got. Well, well, don't don't let it don't let it fool you. I mean, we we work hard. <laughs> There's no doubt about you it. You certainly do, and that's evidenced in tonight's episode. Check it out. It's on Nat Geo Wild, 10 p.m. Eastern and Pacific, and uh, for the next six weeks too. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. We have Matt Roy and Jose Blanco joining us. We wish you the best of luck. Well, thank you so much for uh, having us on the show, and all the best. Yeah, likewise. Will you take another one, Doctor Debbie? I am. I'm ready. Let's do it. Which one? Line two. two. We have Randy. Hey, Randy. Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. How you doing? Doing good. What you got going on there? Well, I was just wondering, you know, uh, I have a little corgi, a, a cardigan corgi, and uh, we go to some pretty strange areas. Uh, we go off out in the boonies all the time, and I'm constantly worried about, you know, scorpions and snakes and stuff like that. What kind of first aid should I have going you know, if she was to get hit by a snake, mm-hmm. what should I do? Good question. When we're talking about things like rattlesnakes, the, the, truly the best thing, the best first aid tip with a rattlesnake bite is your car keys. That is the best thing that you can provide for your pet is to get them in the vehicle and get them to a veterinarian right away. There is nothing, absolutely nothing that you can do in the field that's going to increase their survival better than seeing a veterinarian as fast as you can. 
That being said, all those kind of things out there that people tell you to do for rattlesnake bites, you know, we don't want to do most of those things. <laughs> um, so, yeah, all those things that you hear about cutting it, sucking the venom out, um, you know, putting a tourniquet on it, putting ice on it, all of those are completely wrong. Um, they will actually increase the rate of the venom um, affecting the animal. Ooh. So what you want to do is keep the pet calm. You want to keep the bite area, whatever part of the body has been bitten, keep it below the heart level. That slows the rate that the venom reaches uh, the rest of the pet. Um, and maybe within that first aid kit, you can have some Benadryl. It, it won't hurt in the event of a, a snake bite, but it's certainly not going to be the cure-all that's going to really save them. Uh, prompt veterinary attention is really the best thing for any of these snake bites, and which can be trouble. You know, if you're traveling, I don't know if you're out in some of these remote areas, um, but but uh, that's unfortunately is a, a maybe a good directory to veterinarians in the areas that you are traveling through for emergency centers would also be a good thing to have some points along the road that you know you can contact day or night um, a veterinary service. Oh, okay. So uh, keep keep the, uh, the the bite below their heart and uh, just as fast as you can go get get someplace. I knew I knew that cutting it all that stuff was. Uh, uh, bogus, but is there a uh, 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 some sort of a time table that you can give me? You know, I mean, like how fast to get to the vet? How fast to get yesterday? As fast as you as fast as you can. We knew that use of the antivenin um, that we use to help counter the reaction to snake bites that ideally ought to be um, administered within four hours. But truly, within the first thirty minutes to an hour is really we're talking get to the vet as quickly as you can. Um, so we don't really want to even put a timeline on it. It is that imperative to speed counts. <laughs> but don't tell the trooper I said that. <laughs> Thanks, Randy, for your call. Good question. We don't uh, we don't often hear people preparing or being preventative in their care for their animals. They usually call when something's already happened, and so it's good to know ahead of time. You love your pets, but should anything ever happen to your furry friend, could you really afford it? With pet insurance from ProtectYourBubble.com, you can get up to 90% reimbursement for covered charges. Use any licensed vet and cancel at any time. Let us help you care for your pet with pet insurance that covers accidents and illnesses. Visit ProtectYourBubble.com for a quick quote or call us at 855-792-7387. That's 855-792-7387. Underwritten by United States Fire Insurance Company. Coverage may vary by state. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Do you love cleaning the litter box? <laughs> I don't even think so. Fortunately, you can solve your litter box problems with a free bag of world's best cat litter. It's the only litter that uses whole curl corn to clump quick, scoop easy, and safely eliminate pet odors. And because it's made of 100% natural ingredients, world's best cat litter is pet people and planet friendly. For a limited time, you can go hassle free for free with a mail-in rebate to get your free bag visit www.worldsbestcatlitter.com slash animal radio warm weather is here and your dog is ready to trade in its winter coat for a summer haircut 
Wall Pet Clippers are the number one home grooming choice for dogs and their owners because Wall's precision ground blades cut hair without pulling or snagging. Grooming your dog at home is safe, easy, and it helps you save money. So show how much you care. Cut your dog's hair with a Wall Clipper. Visit Wall, W-A-H-L, pet.com. Oh, that could only mean one thing. That I'm scrambling around for copy. That's that's what that means right now. Where's my copy? what? For copy. For copy. For copy. Copy. Where's my wall copy? I don't know. Really? You didn't throw it away. This is did, a, did I throw it away? No, I didn't. Alison, that's the way you're playing Russian music before the Joe Steve. Uh, that's not Russian. That's Italian music, and it's the uh, Godfather. The Godfather theme, and because Joey's the dog father. Yes, Brought yes, to you by Wall. Trying to. Dogs are one of the most intelligent animals, so it's no wonder that Wall Pet Clippers are the number one choice of dogs and their owners. Wall blades provide better grooming results, and you'll look smart for saving money. Visit Wall W A H L Pet dot com. I'm telling you, Vlade, this uh, this is a big movie. You've never seen The Godfather? It's like no, no. Really, go out and rent it today. I thought you were a man of the world. I thought you knew it. That is like one of the top ten movies of all time. Oh, really? Yes. Mika, did you hear about this movie? She just looked at me and said, "No, I don't know what you're talking about." What I'm going to talk about here today, because I, I go, you know, when I do my seasonal talk, well, it's time. Summer is starting to creep its head around the corner. Um, it's very close, so we. Got got to get our pets ready and we got to summarize them now summarizing them is almost as important or maybe more important than winterizing them because you know dogs are like us um, only because they have they pick up all our bad habits because of what we do in winter time when it's cold everyone stays in the house they don't come out they get fat and all that and then they try to get in shape and get ready for summer well you got to do the same thing for your dog and it's mainly with their coat the first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about the double-coated dogs, like just like Vlade's German Shepherd. You got to get that undercoat out. You got to bring it to the groom, or you have to do it at home. We got to get that undercoat out. We got to get that skin to breathe. Now, the importance of that is this: I've said this a million times, but I can't say it enough. Coat keeps pets. Warm in the winter and cool in the summer. So the right amount of ratio of undercoat to top coat is going to dictate that because it's going to let the heat out when it needs to or hold it in when it needs to. So summertime, if you going want to be active with your pet, you want to get it out because you don't want your dog or your pet to overheat in the sun. Dogs that don't shed, okay, those single-coated dogs, if they're knotted, you got to get the hair off the dog, and everyone knows that. The biggest problem with that is the sun. The sun is going to sunburn them, just like you, just like me, okay? So you either have to get a, a some kind of, 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 of shirt or sweater for your pet, but sometimes you might not want that in the summer, or they sell pet um, type of sun protection for them so you can put some sunblock on your pet if you can't find it the stuff that you see for children will work it's ultimately best to use one for pets because sometimes the stuff we use for ourselves is a little bit greasy and, and doesn't respond well to a pet skin but if you have nothing else definitely by all means um take care of that no no hold on hold what on, about on the hold I didn't get it. I mean, how can I put the sunblock on my German Shepherd? There is no, I mean, uh, what's going to, she's going to look Hold like on now, what? now. The Russian <laughs> See how, if Vlade was listening to me, I said dogs that don't shed. Dogs with single coats. So that's like your Shih Tzus, your Maltese. So I have a problem terms. with English. Those, I know. 
those are the dogs that um <laughs> that that you're gonna have to shave down if they're knotted. Okay, um, your double coated dogs, you just gotta get the undercoat out and you're fine. But the dogs that cannot be brushed up because they don't have that undercoat, those are the ones that are gonna be clipped down, and those are the ones that you can put your sunblock on. And that's it. That's my tip. So for all the millions of people that are listening to me right now, just think Joey Vaughn just gave you a great tip. Oh. Vinny Penn, your party animal, coming at you again with another party animal segment. I was actually visiting a friend of mine in New York not too long ago, actually shooting uh, a TV series in New York recently. If you'd like to check that out, by the way, feel free to go over to uh, VinnyPenn.com, and it's Vinny, V-I-N-N-I-E-P-E-N-N.com. And I got together with a buddy of mine I haven't seen for a while, took his big old dog for a walk down to one of those dog runs. Kilgore is the dog's name, by the way. And uh, I'd never been really to a dog run before. And my buddy's doing the whole New York thing of, you know, you can meet girls. That Man, the girls I meet down here and this and that. But he kind of, you know, he kept Kilgore, you know, really kind of close to him. Uh, said he doesn't play all that well with other dogs. Sometimes, you know, he's, sometimes he can, sometimes he doesn't, whatever. Uh, but it was all about him. It was all about the girls he could meet down there. And there were some good-looking girls down there at the dog run with their little dogs and their medium-sized dogs, their beagles running around. But I thought, what about Kilgore, man? This is where he should be hooking up. Doesn't he get a chance? I mean, it's a dog run. It's not a nightclub. But my boy couldn't understand that. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I didn't get the dog to pick up girls. I'm just saying that dog run is a great place to meet girls. Yeah, it's also a great place for your dog to meet another dog. I'm not talking about, you know, impregnating another dog and, and having one of those moderately horrific dog humping another dog scenes in front of everyone situations. But good Lord, it is the dog run that is the nightclub for dogs. Am I wrong? Kilgore really just didn't get to do much other than, you know, run around in a circle a couple of times, catch a Frisbee once or twice, and then every time he even eyed a sweet-looking Rottweiler or, or Doberman Pinscher on the other side of the, uh, the the grassy knoll that they had there, or whatever the little stretch of grass they had there, um, my buddy Rich just said, Kilgore! Get over here now. And it's like, let him talk, dude. Let him sniff. Let's see what his opening sniff is. Let's see what his come on sniff is. Vinny Penn, Party Animal on Animal Radio. This hour of Animal Radio is brought to you by Protect Your Bubble Pet Insurance. You can find pet insurance with great coverage from less than $1 a day at protectyourbubble.com. In fact, I just got insurance for my cat, who's 12, 13 years old. It's cost $28 a month, so that's less than a dollar a day. Amazing and great coverage. Protectyourbubble.com to learn more. We've been talking about bites because it is, well, it's Memorial Day weekend. The animals are out a lot more. And because I just learned that there's 5 million bites every year and that any bite any dog can bite. And I think about Ladybug. She's kind of, you know, she's a cute little thing. I can't imagine her biting anybody, but she does pull on the leash, and she does sometimes show her teeth to other dogs. She gets a little bit nippy, yeah. but I still can't imagine her biting. 99% of the people never believe those pets can bite. For instance, let me give you an example when that could happen. Um, let's say she's on the couch. 
Um, and uh, Judy allowed that to happen for many years because she doesn't listen, Vladi. She believes she knows better. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And one day she doesn't listen to hell too. She just on her own mind. So she decided to one day just to change something underneath, you know, I'm blanket or whatever I say, because this is the happening all the time. And she just said, uh, uh, Ladybug, just please get, just pull her hand and just get out. And the ladybug said, excuse me, <laughs> what? And she said, just get out. I mean, I need to do... What? Yeah. Get out. It's not going to be bite first time. No. It's going to be quick motion toward the hand. Maybe Judy even will not detect it. But maybe does. And if it does, Judy will instinctively take her hand back. From that point, ladybug will think, ah, I can do that. Ah. And if I can do it to her, who is the central figure in my life, I can do it now to another people. She's oh, never growled at me. I know, so far. So far. You but never challenge her seriously. Walks, well, when she goes out on a walk, she'll growl she never, at other dogs. But listen, because she's on a leash, and they come up to her, and she feels like she can't that escape. That doesn't matter if she's on a leash she'll defend not, she'll herself. And, and this, is an, uh, this is another situation. She can be... Between your legs or something uh, next next to you in the pet store, it's happening. I'm not talking about your particular dog. I'm talking right. about in generally. Let's say uh, your dog is very insecure, and I'm talking about insecure dogs. Yes. Uh, fearful a little bit, uh, shy, wimpy. They have a tendency to become fear biters, like a snake and r- yes. bite and run type of the manner. And that's happening if the few criteria comes together. Now the second criteria could be she's next to you and you're organizing a lot with her against intruder that's called organizing coalition in the pack next she can escape like a hell said just like now right now and it was a very right point so she's next to you or next to the wall of the in the pet store right. and she cannot escape and the third component must come together male person big with the head approach and say, oh, I had to, my, my, my girlfriend had, let me pet her, <laughs> lean over, and that's it. Yes. <laughs> but, but, but chihuahuas, they do every, like I said, every breed, they just do it sometimes often. Look, guys, this is the funny story now. Just a few days ago, I had one chihuahua in, uh, in, uh, Newport Beach, California, where the rich and famous lives, and that lady house was micro, like a similar, like a Microsoft headquarter, and then when I got in, the lady, lady in her 60s, she told me that the only problem she has every time when she takes her pants off, that dog goes and goes ambitiously biting her legs. Jeez. And she asked me if I, she can take the pants uh, off in front of me to show me. <laughs> I said, oh, look, I said, if you do that, I will probably need to pay you after that. <laughs> but, but, but no, it was a real, real deal. I said, sure, sure, let's do that. I said, because we need to stimulate situation. So I gave her my pet convincer and I said, <laughs> by pet convincer, we mean pet convincer. And she told me, don't worry, Vlad, word by word, I have a very sexy, sexy letter and very expensive underwear, okay? I said, I'm not worried about this. Okay, she took her pants off and her chihuahua was just waiting for that happy moment. And when we say chihuahua, we mean chihuahua. (laughs) 
yeah, and she just blasted with the air, and that chihuahua was flying off her with the speed of Russian satellite guided missile. Never done it since. That might be a hilarious case of biting. We see a lot of real things. I love you guys. Okay, oh, there you go. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard on Animal Radio. You want to talk to him? one 405 right now. Why? Keep your pants on. Keep your pants on for this. Turn this thing on. <laughs> I was talking to nobody. It's Animal Radio celebrating our connection with our pets. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Stella and Chewy's Natural Goodness for Dogs and Cats, made with raw USDA inspected meats. They're raised naturally with no added hormones or antibiotics. The official food of Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. Learn more at the website at StellaandChewy's.com. And yes, we are still getting out samples. If you want some, send us a self-addressed stamped envelope to the address over at the uh, website at animalradio.com. And tell Judy. Let me know which one. Do you know how many I get in that don't say whether they want cat food or dog food? And how am her. I supposed really to know? Please off. tell me. Really s- I want to make sure you get the right stuff. You do not want to get Judy ticked off. And you know who else you don't want to get ticked off? In fact, I just saw a... Dr. Debbie, you were a little irate in the hallway with Stacey Cohn just a few minutes ago. I saw you both. It was a cat fight, man. It was a cat. What were you, what were you guys talking about? Well, you know, the whole story about not getting your dog's nails trimmed at the veterinary office, that that's the wrong thing to do. Ah, and, yeah. and I just totally disagree with that. And, and we butted heads. And uh, what can I say? I just I totally disagree with that. And I'm, I'm don't say anything, Vlad, because I know you're going to agree with me on this, because I do not like the idea that we make... The the idea that when the dog goes to the vet, they're going to be afraid of the nail trim. Their dogs are going to be inherently afraid of nail trims unless we condition them to that and we make it a good experience. So if exactly. your vet is if your vet is rough with the dogs or you don't trust them to do a nail trim or they say, I hate doing nail trims, don't go to that vet. Go somewhere else. But you want to find a vet, hopefully like me, where we give treats, we make it a good experience. We preferably start those puppies when they're young so they get used to the experience and then and then use that vet visit. And this is what I was telling Stacy is I just had a dog last week that had a nail disease where the nails were frayed, they were breaking, huh? they kept going to the groomer and getting groomed and, and no offense, they're Joey, but <laughs> there was a problem and nobody was dealing with it. It had an actual immune condition in the nails that caused the nails to break, to crack, and would come in on several occasions with the toenail bleeding and we had to do a wow. little emergency surgery. What's so, but, 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 but Debbie, this is kind of exciting of the rules, I do suggest go to the vet, but also go to the groomers and what I don't suggest, to do it on your own. I've seen from the behavioral perspective. I know you have your uh, veterinarian perspective, health perspective, from the behavioral perspectives. Pet owners, listen up. One time you're going to hurt your dog, your dog going to scream, your dog feel uncomfortable. After that, you're going to make a professional of the vets, a groomer's ten times harder. The dog going to be wow. petrified. That, that, yeah, Dr. Debbie will tell you a lot of stories when you need to basic, basically, you know, sedate the dog in order to do that stupid grooming of the nails. So don't do it. Let the professional yeah. do it. And that's, and that's an important thing is that whether someone feels comfortable and has done nail trims comfortably at home, and if they haven't, they shouldn't be messing with it. I agree totally there. But 
what I do think is a big mistake that we miss out on is telling people, handle your dog's feet when they're puppies. Don't wait till they're a 95-pound Rottweiler and you walk into the vet and say, here's the leash, trim his nails. That's silly. That's just downright stupid. We need to, Agree. We need to em- embrace the idea that we're going to have to do things. What do they do to those whales over at SeaWorld? They train them how to put their wi- their little wings, their little flippers up <laughs> so that they can have blood drawn eventually. And they practice that behavior over and over again. So when the vet comes, they just present the little flipper and then they get the blood drawn. Does that sound crazy? <laughs> no, 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 exactly. Exactly. You're absolutely right. I totally agree with you. I didn't know there was a disease that could make nails brittle and that could make them break all the time. I'm learning something every day here. Yeah, you know, and there's actually a couple different things that happen. We can see bacterial infections, fungal infections. The immune condition this dog had was called lupoid oncodystrophy, which is a crazy word. Um, but, uh, yeah, the nails would actually kind of just fall off in little cracks and pieces. And then even I've had dogs where they have tumors where it's causing the nail to crack, and they keep coming in saying, oh, just cut the nails, doc. It's just a broken nail, and it's not. It's actually a disease process in there. So, oh, so, so, many, so, so you guys saying that I should... I shouldn't be doing Ladybug's nails anymore. I shouldn't be cutting the nails anymore. Is that what you're both saying? Yes. Not if you're not comfortable with it. Hey, shh, quiet, Vlad. Um, <laughs> if you're not comfortable with it and you're not a strong doggy parent and you can't say sit and you can't do that safely and not exude fear in your pet, you want it to be a calm experience and you want to be confident. If you're not and you're nervous about it, it's going to be a horrible experience. So. Yeah, we, yeah, we do okay one, with it. We do okay with Ladybug. We hold I know, her but and then she gets a treat th- afterwards. So it's a good experience. Know, but one mistake you make you done. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team of experts, Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions, animal communicator Joy Turner, dog father Joey Volani, and Vladi the world famous Russian dog wizard, and Stacey Cohn. What are you working on? Well, there's some new studies that have come out that dinosaurs may have not been killed off by other dinosaurs or just volcanic activity. It's kind of breaking news, so to speak. <laughs> breaking wind. I'm not kidding. That's, that's <laughs> what may have killed the dinosaurs. A lot of gas. I'll tell you about it. Coming up on Animal Radio News. Big alert here on Animal Radio. The dinosaurs were killed next. by farts. Yes, humans are next. <laughs> also on the show today, more details. <laughs> the humans are next. Yes. More details on the In Diamond Food Pet Recalls, which has uh, gone crazy now. There's really just been so many foods recalled because of salmonella, including chicken soup for the pet lover's soul food, solid gold, natural balance, wellness, and all of the Diamond Food brands, as well as a Recall today from the Purina folks for the overrate cat food. And uh, so that's all on the way right here on Animal Radio. Also, today we'll be talking about a 39-pound cat that passed. Wow. 39 pounds is a pretty big cat. No kidding. We'll ask Dr. Debbie about that in just a few minutes. Also, Ed Asner, actor Ed Asner from the Mary Tyler Moore Show. And uh, that's where I first know. I just He's love been him. in everything. He'll be joining us in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. All brought to you by Kitty Agogo. Kitty Agogo, bringing you six attractive litter box options and colorful designs from leopard prints to polka dots, especially suited for smaller homes or apartments where traditional litter boxes are an eyesore. Kitty Agogo will add stylish decor. Let me give you the website now so you can get this and check out all their different styles. KittyAgogo.com. That's KittyAgogo.com. You have to check them out. They're so cool. They got some great patterns on there. A news story that's really ticked me off. Former NASCAR Sprint Cup driver Jeremy Mayfield. Uh, He's in the news. You know, he's a bad boy to begin with. He's already, uh, I believe he's being allegedly 
Alle- I got to say, allegedly. allegedly, he's involved with drug possession and larceny and possession of stolen goods. A superior court judge has ordered Mayfield to pay $1 million to a postal carrier who was attacked in 2011 by Mayfield's five dogs. The carrier, Bolton, Mary Bolton, charged Mayfield with negligence in permitting their dogs, pit bulls, and Labrador mixes to roam freely on his property. I'll repeat this. The dogs were roaming freely on his property. Uh, Bolton was delivering mail on April 21st, had a package too large to fit in the mailbox. She drove onto the property, which had no trespassing and beware of dog signs very visible. She was attacked by the dogs. Mayfield, who was at home at the time, chased off the dogs, carried Bolton into the house, called 911, and uh, she was taken off to the hospital where she uh, later later she suffered nerve damage and post-traumatic stress disorder. The authorities confiscated and later euthanized the dogs. All the dogs? All the five dogs. Now, Mayfield expressed great regret over the incident, but he says his house was nearly a mile from the street. He moved there expressly to allow his dogs to run free on his own property with the beware of dog and no trespassing signs. Uh, He says his dogs never left that property, yet he got a $1 million judgment against him, which I imagine he won't pay because he's... Filing bankruptcy and is already three million dollars in debt on his house. Uh, I believe that was uh, uh, attempt to collect the money from celebrity. I believe that yeah, uh, just taking advantage of it. Take advantage of it to whatever we can. It would be if a different different person that would be probably insurance just paid for the damages and be done with this. I don't believe his dogs had rights to attack the person and bite them. Look, guys, uh, here's the dynamic in my business. Uh, 3-5% of my clients coming to me when they want to prevent the problem. They want to train the dogs right. Unfortunately, and I'm very furious about this, here's what it is. Okay, uh, let me give you a visual example. Somebody calls the, uh, to my office and, uh, you know, nice and ask about things. I have to ask about the price. We tell them the price. And after they say, if they're calling from the normal dog who never bite anyone, I will talk to my husband. I will talk to my wife and never call back. The next category, when somebody calling us and the dog has already snapped someone, they don't even, they don't want to, because they know my reputation of getting results. They don't even uh, waiting when the price will be. They just ask one question, when we can start. Do we need to wait for these things happening or want to prevent the problem before it happens? That's the only my strong opinion is all as I say is to this to all mail carriers if you come and you're delivering bills to my house my dogs bite you okay so so stay away from my house but you know I'm gonna tell you what bothers me is is that is it was his property and I I, listen to a certain extent body I agree with what you're saying there but if the signs are out and everything I mean there has to be some responsibility on the person that that's actually going into there oh yeah it's like going into a condemned building where it says and then, and then on, it still on, falls on your head. Joe, you know better as well as I do. You know, you're in this business. You know if the dog snaps someone at your property, that that dog possibly will snap someone else at the vet, at the groomer, somewhere else. Once the dog have experience, they're going to practice this because it's in their mind. And that's what they worry me. That's it. 
I don't disagree. I don't disagree with what you're saying whatsoever. But also, it, it just it just bothers, especially being a mail carrier. You this isn't something that they don't deal with on a regular basis. A sign is up, and you know there's pets and on, on on the premises, and you know there's a long way from wherever they got to go to the house. I mean, you got to be a little proactive about it as well. You know, exactly. I don't, I don't know. Leave that's, that's 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 how I feel. Leave one of those slips in the mailbox telling him to come pick it up. Yeah, don't be coming on the property where it says no trespassing and dogs. attack dogs and yeah. expect to be paid a million dollars because the dogs attacked you. Okay, what do you think? one 405 8405 I have some Facebook mail for Vlade. And by the way, you can Facebook us at Animal Radio. Tweet us at Animal Radio. You can get the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android and write us from there as well as listen to past shows. And for Vlade... Arlene writes, we have two female Siberian Huskies, four years old. Both are fixed. They like to play tag with each other. One time they were playing and they got too rough and I heard growling and one of them, Bella, got bitten on her ear by Maya. Bella had to get her ear stitched up. Now, Maya doesn't like her behind being sniffed. Bella, however, for whatever reason, is always sniffing Maya's behind. She goes on to say, also, how come Bella cannot go potty without Maya going first? <laughs> Having two girls under uh, under the same roof can be very challenging because fighting among the bitches is the worst in the world. It's a pack behavior. Uh, one of the leader and another of the follower. That's just simple. I'm not sure what this, this concern should be of the person. My biggest concern would, would be, I would say, Vladi, how can I prevent any future fights so if i could and the answer would be sleeping together eating together working together create social bond i would start to feeding the dog at the same time i want to make sure they would be waiting for one minute in the position sit stay or in their beds together as they're eating i want to make sure i would get at the special area in my house where they would be having two beds together and this day only area they would need to sleep Okay, and God forbid allow them jump on the furniture, sleeping in the bed, because you are creating, you know, relationship which is very unbalanced and uh, promoting their uh, dominance and uh, hierarchy where you are not in the pack leader position. You need to train them in that particular backyard, because by doing that, you like marking your territory. You're telling them this is the your backyard and not yours. And there is no excuse for abuse. There is no excuse for the rough playing, for any showing. I cannot tell you people what I see in the dog park when I come in. I just see the fight's going to happen just now. And the people laugh. They think that's okay. They think that's the dog should do. And after that, they cry. Hi, I'm Steve Garvey, and I'm here with my good friend, actor, and pet food guru, Dick Van Patten. Hiya, Steve. It's good to see you. Dick, my two dogs have been on your natural balance for years. They love it. They look great. So what's the secret? It's simple. Our formulas are developed by top nutritionists and based on scientific fact. And then they're made with the best ingredients. It's just a winning combination. It is. Just like Russell to Lolt to Garvey. <laughs> Thanks for that. Hey, everyone. If you love your pets like I love mine, try Natural Balance. 
Cat owners, listen up. We love our cats. They're so adorable. But we certainly can't say the same for their litter boxes. Wouldn't it be great if you had an attractive litter box with a stylish hood and designs like black patent, leopard print, polka dot? Well, now you can. Kitty A Go Go is perfect for smaller homes or apartments where the litter box is usually an eyesore. Not only does Kitty A Go Go look great, it adds a stylish decor element with personality. Your choice of six decorative hoods and colorful patterns will look great in any room. Seeing is believing. And since you can't see them on the radio, check out all the designs at kittyagogo.com. And that's not all. Kitty Agogo has a patented sifter rake, so there's no digging for treasures. In one single scoop of the rake, your cat's business is ready to dump right into the trash, making the task of cleaning up after your kitty a breeze. Made of the highest quality, durable, and stain-resistant plastic, both you and your cat will love this new concept in litter boxes. Kitty Agogo. You have to see it to believe it. Learn more at kittyagogo.com. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. That is toll-free to animal communicator Joy Turner, dog father Joey Volani, Vladi the world-famous Russian dog wizard, and our veterinarian Dr. Debbie answering your questions today. Kicking off summer, it is a big show. Ed Asner will be joining us for the season of Stars. Stacey Cohen working in the newsroom. An Austrian man had his car hijacked by a very unlikely suspect, and in fact... The suspect even ate the seats of his car. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. In a few minutes, Joey Volani is going to be giving away uh, some more wall product. We have, I believe it's the Clippers today. No, No, it's not. The shampoo Shampoo? and the brushes. This is some great shampoo. We'll tell you more about it in just a couple of minutes. But actually, you know who I want to welcome to the show is Shay Moeller. He works with Wall. Hey, Shay. Hi. Thank you for having me. Now, my dad always said you use the right tool for the project that you're using. It's going to be a lot easier. And, and he was right. You know, you can't use a dime when you should be using a screwdriver to screw something. <laughs> if you have the right. And that's the same thing with grooming products, right? Yes, you are correct. Um, people. Uh, like different types of dogs and different types of uh, sizes and shapes and, and skin coats and and um, you know there's not just one tool out there for that that dog even though there's you know in stores there are Wall likes to focus on products that uh, cater to the individual pet so it gives uh, owners the opportunity to pick the tool that's needed for their actual grooming. Mm. How are you helping us pick the right tools? Uh, well, on our packages on our clippers, for example. Um, we specify a grooming chart that gives um, the types of dogs, what the performance uh, needs are on those clippers. Do they meet the requirements? Don't they meet the requirements? So when they pick up the clipper in the store, they can actually say, does this, this one cut my breed mm. or doesn't it? Um, it's, it's very um, informative, and it allows them to pick the right tool 
So yeah. they, they get home, they're pleased with so it. So they know right away, they don't have to guess and then have to return it later because they know right away if it's the right product for them. Exactly. You know, we're giving away some of this shampoo. It's the oatmeal shampoo a little later on the show today. i got to tell you, it smells good. We've used it on <laughs> Ladybug, the studio stud she dog. gorgeous. Is it necessary, really, to use dog-specific shampoos for your dog, or can you just use any shampoo? No, uh, it's it's really important to use a uh, dog shampoo, and it's really important to use the right dog shampoo. You mean there's wrong dog shampoos? Yeah, you know, I, and I don't. The reason why I say that is, is there's certain types of shampoos out there. Not all, but um, some some of the lower uh, price brands tend to um, use uh, cleaning agents oh. um, that could be um, harmful to your dog. So one of the yeah. things is, is making sure that you choose a shampoo that's especially catered towards your pet. You know what? Shay's trying to be political, but I'm going to say it straight out. There's some crap out there, and when you buy cheap <laughs> hey, stuff, you're, you're going to get bad results. So if you use good products and you use a company like Wall, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually throw something in. What I like about your products a lot, your products that go out for the general public are as close to the professional line as possible, and it's, it's, it's really cool to see that. Well, thank you. Um, one of the things that w- we did as a company, and we do on all of our products, is we make sure we put the, the end user first, and the end user being the dog, or the uh, you know actually the homeowner as well. Um, one of the things with, that makes our shampoos really uh, interesting. It's 100% uh, natural, using oil extracts, and uh, we made sure that uh, the the shampoo lathers really uh, good. Um, but that that with getting that good lather, it also needs to rinse out clean. And and what I mean by that is is once you put water through, you get all the suds and the, and the dirt to come out, and you don't leave any residue in to harm the the, the dog's uh, coat or skin afterwards. That's what I'm always afraid of. I'm afraid that I'm just not going to get all that shampoo off, and it's going to actually be irritating. Harmful, yeah. I have a question. Could you teach the dumb Russian? Um, uh, what is the difference between the <laughs> Between the human shampoo and dog shampoo, and can we use your shampoo, for instance, for my wife's hair? Yeah, yeah, yes, you can. It, it, Antonina, uh, hold, cool down. It's, I'm talking to my wife. I'm gonna. You today. better hope she doesn't listen to the radio. But uh, yes, um, the difference between uh, human shampoo is human shampoo is designed to remove, you know, the oils and you know to, to you know, get the dandruff and the oils out of your your scalp. Um, dog shampoo. Uh, is designed, especially our shampoo is designed to kind of leave those natural oils in or replenish those natural oils and actually remove the dirt and debris out of it. So what happens is, is if you start re- using human shampoo, it's going to dry out the skin, uh, dry out the coat. It's going to cause more breakage, more shedding issues, mm. skin irritation, um, where our shampoo is the opposite. It actually uh, uh, regenerates the skin follicles. Um, that's why we have six different types of shampoo from 4-in-1 conditioner, uh, shed control, odor control, puppy. Um, flea and tick. Yeah, and our natural flea and tick as well. Got it. That's good stuff. Are you trying to put Joey Volani out of business? That's our question. <laughs> no. Well, what we're you trying know, to I do got, is... i got to confess. <laughs> I have to confess here. I really don't know how to groom at all, and I just go to the wall website, <laughs> and I talk about it every, every Saturday and Sunday on Animal Radio, and I get everyone fooled, so you guys are doing a great job. Well, well thank you, Ian. And what we're trying to do is make sure... That we love pets just like everybody else that listens to your radio show, show likes pets. We want to make sure that it's easy and they're doing, you know, they're taking care of it just like they take care of themselves. 
Shane, thank you so much for your time today. Awesome stuff. We're going to have some good wall giveaways coming up in just a few minutes. Well, thank you guys for having me on. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with the Dream Team. Let's take a call for Dr. Debbie, and we have Barbara on the phone. Hi, Barbara. Welcome to the show. Thank you. What's going on? Well, I have a 10-year-old um, chocolate lab, and oh, he can cut spots. And he has um, one that's, that's larger than a 50-cent piece. I guess like about a dollar, silver dollar size on the right side of his neck. Is that the only place he gets them, or does he get them other spots, too? He gets some other spots. Okay, he such as? No. He gets it on his legs, on um, his back. What What have you tried so far with this fellow? Um, my neighbor gave me a spray for, that she said, she got from her vet for hot spots. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I sprayed that on him. And I was just okay. wondering if there was anything else that I could do for him. Oh, definitely. Now, how long has he been dealing with these uh, hot spots? Well, I've had him since he was two. He's my son's ex-girlfriend's dog that I was to have temporarily until she found, a, you know, a house that would accept pets. Mm-hmm. But you see, I've had him since he was two, so he's still with me. Okay. All right. Well, when we have some ongoing issues with these type of lesions, and, and we call hot spots that basically because they're really hot, they're really itchy, they're red, um, they're really driving the pets crazy. So if they can lick at them or chew at them, they are gonna. And um, scratching, all of that, very much involved with a hot spot. So for me, um, if we have an ongoing problem with that or what we're trying isn't working, we really need to step up to some other therapies. The reality is with hot spots, you know, we're kind of classifying a lot of skin conditions into this kind of lump all term. There actually are a lot of different causes for hot spots, but 30% of them, one third, there's usually some underlying problem. So if you only treat them with the topical, with the spray, you're not going to get to the heart of the problem and you're not going to really solve the problem. So um, for those pets, it's very important to treat more aggressively and to get some background information, maybe do a couple skin tests, find out more about what's going on that skin surface. And there's a lot of things your vet can do um, from just pressing a uh, a microscope slide to the skin surface to take in some samples, checking for mites, checking for fleas. Those kind of things are really important. So we head down the right direction here. Okay. So that, that would certainly be the thing. Now, for me, there's three main points that I, when I'm treating a hot spot. Number one, I want to stop the licking. So that usually means physical help in that way. So those fun little Elizabethan collars, the cones of shame um, are very important. We have to stop the pet from further traumatizing those areas. Number two is I really want to dry that skin out. And that may take something like a course of antibiotics, as well as staying away from ointments and going more to water-based or alcohol-based sprays. The third thing that I want to do is I want to stop the scratch. And that, for hot spots, um, it's the one situation where I'm pretty heavy-handed with steroids. Um, there's a lot of different ways we can go with that, injections, topicals, um, pill forms. But for me, a severe case of hot spots or what we'd call um, pyotraumatic dermatitis really needs the help of a steroid. Um, and that's assuming that the patient's health can 
take that. Um, right. But steroids are very important to help get that itch under control. So those three things for me are really the big thing. And the most important thing is I want to keep the skin breathing. So I don't want to cover it up. I don't want to bandage it. Okay. Um, and for me, I'd say if you haven't gotten this baby on, at least an antibiotic and see in the vet to see if you can get something to squash that itch, um, then those would be the two main things that I would do for you. Okay, thank you, because I thought I could, you know, my neighbor said, oh, you could treat it yourself, just use this spray. But then when I heard your program this morning, I said, I better call in and find out. Yeah, and, you know, there is certainly a small population of pets with localized hot spots where I think treating at home with a topical product is completely appropriate. But um, many of these cases, they are very deep infections in the layers of the skin. The pet's really uncomfortable, and um, there's so much more that we can do to really kind of turn things around. And if your breed of dog is a Labrador Retriever, a German Shepherd, Collie, or Rottweiler, they are some of the most common dogs. Oh, I can't say Golden Retriever. i got to get them in there because they are so big with this type of problem. Um, so, yeah... Well, hopefully we'll get this baby feeling better and stop that itching and scratching there. Yes. Why, thank well, you so much. I appreciate you. Thanks for your My call pleasure. today. I appreciate that, Barbara. one 405 8405 to connect with the Dream Team right now. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Pets Day. It's a unique program for guests and their four-legged friends available at Flamingo, Bally's, and Harris Resorts in Las Vegas. Pets Day includes food and the water dish, the sleeping mat, dog treats, and a specialty room service menu. You can find more details at Caesars.com slash Pets Day Las Vegas. Tonight in Las Vegas, the very funny Russell Peters, comedian Russell Peters, playing at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace. A very funny guy, I'll tell you that right now. You might have seen him on Jimmy Kimmel or Jay Leno or Lopez or HBO or CNN and MTV. He's a little X-rated. He is a little bit X-rated. But uh, So this is a show for the adults. (laughs) Bring your pet. They can stay at Caesars Palace, Paris, Planet Hollywood, Harris, Flamingo, Bally's, Rio, and Imperial Palace Resorts in Las Vegas. And chow down on the room service while you're checking out Russell Peters at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace. Concierge desk, this is Amanda. Yes, I can recommend a great place for a walk. Imperial Palace and Rio in Las Vegas are rolling out four-star treatment for our four-legged friends. Our new pet stay program includes in-room accommodations for up to two dogs, food and water dishes, sleeping mat, dog treats, specialty room service menus, and more. The dog days are here. Book your stay at Caesars.com slash Vegas or call 800-427-7247. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, the Food and Drug Administration has expanded that national recall of Diamond Pet Foods dog food that was manufactured between December 9th, 2011 and April 7th, 2012 from the company's manufacturing plant in Gaston, South Carolina. This initial recall was put into place last month after salmonella was found in batches of the company's dry dog food, according to the FDA. Now, no illnesses have been reported in dogs, but so far 14 cases of salmonella in humans have been found in nine different states, according to the Centers for Disease Control. And it's affected humans. They've caught salmonella from handling the dry dog food and then handling their own food or from cross-contamination with utensils. If you'd like more detailed recall information for the specific affected brands, that can be found at diamondpetrecall.com. If you'd like a replacement or a refund, call Diamond Pet Foods. Their number is 866-918-8756 between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. Eastern Time. 
Well, some sad news this morning. Uh, cat lovers around the country mourning the loss of a very big feline star, Meow, the 39-pound cat who became famous after he made appearances on the Today Show died at the Santa Fe Animal Shelter and Humane Society. The organization's executive director, Mary Martin, said uh, via Facebook that she was devastated to announce that the two-year-old animal ultimately succumbed to pulmonary failure. Meow's 87-year-old owner handed him over to the shelter last month. He was slowly losing weight, becoming more mobile, starting to look a little svelte. Martin said that they're all heartbroken, adding that uh, Meow had a personality as big as his body. That is a big personality because that was one fat cat. British scientists have a theory that dinosaurs caused their own extinction. Yep, by breaking wind. Mm-hmm. Evidently a lot of times. Their new study adds passing gas to the most likely causes, which include an asteroid strike and volcanic activity for their demise. The researchers determined that prehistoric beasts were responsible for tooting about 520 million tons of methane a year. That's a lot of gas. That would have been enough to warm the earth during the Mesozoic era and uh, lead to their extinction. Giant plant-eating sauropods are being held as the main offenders for having a daily diet of a half ton of ferns and producing clouds of methane. The study appears in the current biology. I know some people that could have led to that extinction, too, without eating ferns, just eating some other things. <laughs> a few times I felt like I could have keeled over. Well, I live with three boys. You know, it happens. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at animalradio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. This is Animal Radio, baby. First of all, I guess everybody thinks that Ed Asner is, he plays all those rough macho parts. But you, you like cats, right? You had cats. And you're, you're actually kind of a soft, cuddly guy out here, right? Well, is this an invitation? <laughs> <laughs> you have a warm, fuzzy heart for animals, don't you? I do. I I, I I really do. I might even contemplate having a warm, fuzzy heart for you. <laughs> uh, we lived in a, a cold-water apartment in New York, and my wife, uh, we had two cats. Uh, first, we got a six-toed tabby. Then uh, my wife uh, found a bobtailed blue-point Siamese, a squalling Siamese, and uh, we brought her home, and the Tabby had conniption fits for about two days, and then they became dear, loving girlfriends, and uh, everything was going hunky-dory. And one night, my wife cooked up a batch of chicken soup, and we had it, and uh, we went out to the movies or something, and she left the pot on the stove and uh, uh, put some saran wrap on top of it, and uh, we came back from the the, the movie, and uh, she picked up the, uh, the Siamese cat, and she was gummy and greasy and, you know, a wretched-looking oh, cat. And said, what happened to you? And, uh, of course, she wouldn't admit to anything. And my wife went over and looked and found that uh, the little deer had somehow managed to plunge her way through the saran wrap to get to the chicken soup. Uh, plunged in and took a good bath. Uh, in the meantime, we looked over at the tabby, who was sitting there like a princess, you know, proud and supposedly very svelte and clean-looking. And my wife went over and examined her, and she stunk of chicken soup as well. So the two were corporate raiders. 
That's our chicken soup story. That's the big chicken soup story. Any animals right now? Do you have any animals? Or are you just working too hard? Well, my my uh, wife uh, at present is allergic to cats, so uh, my wonderful assistant uh, found a kitten six months ago, and uh, she's a phenomenon. And uh, the kitten she, or your assistant? Both. Both have claws too, <laughs> and uh, she keeps the kitten at home. But she brings her into the office, so I adore her, and she uh, she sleeps on the back of my chair, my desk chair, and uh, I get to have my cat and eat it too. Well, how's it feel to be back on television? You're a day late and a dollar short. Yeah, isn't that a brand new? This has been canceled. No. Oh. Ah, you heard it here first, folks. Oh, Did no. we really hear it here yeah. first? Yeah. Now, why would they cancel such a good show? Because they're stupid. There's oh, they are. They're very... St- I don't... Oh, who do I, who do I write to? Who do yeah, I complain to? we're going to make a few phone calls for yes. you, Ed. Right CBS, get on the phone right now. <laughs> any plans to do uh, any anything new then? Or are you just going to sit back well, and... Well, yes. I, uh, I'm trying to uh, produce a wonderful movie that a wonderful writer named John Hertzler wrote. And uh, Armand DeSante has given us a letter of intent. It's now in the hands of Tom Hanks and... I hope he loves the script, because uh, he, uh, if he does, then uh, we would be in clover. You never age, and you keep on going. You know? I mean, How come I'm not rich? I don't know why you're not rich. <laughs> but, but at least, I, I mean, I, you know, knock wood, I haven't had a collapse yet. You're, you're in pretty good health as far as I know, right? I certainly am. Now, you're still doing anything with the Humane Society? I know you worked at one time on their uh, nationwide campaign for yeah. uh, providing for your pet's future. Yeah. I know a lot of people don't do that. Are you still working on that campaign? I, I just uh, perform, as they call me, uh, as uh, on an as-need basis. Now, are your pets provided for in the future? Well, as I, as I said, uh, uh, I, if, if I provide for my assistant, then the only pet I have now will be provided for. <laughs> and so you say the reason you have no animals at home is because uh, the allergic factor of, of your present wife. Is that correct? Right, right. Well, you know, there's animals that, uh, you know, fish. There's fish? Gotta, you've got to have some kind of animal in your life. Uh, they, you know, it's... Uh... I've got my wife. Oh. <gasps> she is such an animal. Okay, well, uh, I, and that's why I'm keeping her. I've always loved your appreciation for the animals, everything you've done for many different organizations. Well, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, I, uh, to, to tell you how sincere I am about this, that on my death, if I should be fortunate enough to be invited to go to heaven, and I would get there, and I would find that they didn't have cats and dogs there, I would say thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> when you were a kid, did you have any any cats or dogs that you remember? Oh, sure. We uh, we had a wonderful watchdog down at my dad's yard named Jackie. And unfortunately, I didn't know about taking care of animals in those days. They kept him on a chain, and he was happy enough. He had a dog house and everything. And um, he wasn't worth a damn as a watchdog, but I, I guess people uh, <laughs> figured that he... It could do something if he came off the chain, which was not true at all. But uh, uh, then eventually, uh, my one sister bought the other sister uh, a Scotty dog, and I adored her. But she loved my father more than anybody. He used to give her the rest of the the remainder of his soup, and uh, that dog could always tell when uh, he was coming up the hill in his car. 
she'd be waiting at the door. She knew chicken soup was soon on the way. <laughs> <laughs> but you still admit to being more of a cat person, correct? No, no. No? You're an animal no, you, person. You can call me kind of a whore. I, I'll, I'll play any number. <laughs> If you had your, your drithers, withers, whatever they call that, it would be a dog. Probably. What kind of dog? No, I'm not saying that either. <laughs> I want both. You, I'm want, a you want it all. Well, now, how yeah, long? I want them all. How long have you been? There was a time when I, when I was married. That, let's see. My first wife and the kids and I, we had three dogs. We generally had three dogs. We had five, six cats. We had fish. We had a couple of birds. We had a couple of turtles. I don't know, there was always a white rat or a spotted rat running around someplace. It's a wonder we weren't covered in fleas. <laughs> now, let me ask you, how many times have you been married? Which, which wife is this? And this is the second wife. This is the second wife, and it's working out, right? I mean, you could always get rid of her and get some animals if it wasn't some pets, if it wasn't working out. You understand. Well, I no, I, I understand it. I understand that perfectly well. And I threaten her constantly with replacing her with the dog, which keeps her in line. You are the, the most kind gentleman. I mean, I could sit here and poke and prod, and you just always come back. You're just so different than the, the characters you play on TV. Although I like them, too. They are very good, and, of course, we'll all remember... Uh, the very first character, which uh, I guess there was the biggest one, was in Lou the Mary. Grant. No, Mary Tyler Moore, wasn't it? That was Lou Grant. That was yeah, that was the character. But then there was a spinoff of. Uh, yeah, Lou Grant. Lou Grant. Now, do yes. people come up to you and still bother you about that? Oh, they never bother me. Lou Grant was a nice guy. But you don't mind uh, people looking at you as Lou Grant because I know some actors they don't want to be. Uh, they typecast. feel typecast, like uh, you know. Don't ever say Gilligan to Bob Denver. Oh, really? Oh, no, definitely. Well, you know, thank God I've continued to work in spite of Lou Grant. <laughs> but uh, at least uh, at least they remember a piece of my life. Uh, yeah, and it really was just a, just a small part of your life. Your, uh... No, no, I'll correct you again. It okay. was a big it was a big part. But there's a so far I've had a long life. Well, you've got to be uh, boy. Don't Here guess. we go. <laughs> We hope to see you on TV again, and we hope things work out there with, uh, because you deserve to be on a better network than CBS. <laughs> you said that, I didn't. But if you feel that way, okay. Like I said, we'll make a few phone calls as soon as this is over, and of course they'll hang up, and they don't even know who we are. Thank you oh. so much, Ed, for taking time to talk with us today. Well, you're a great pleasure. Keep the fur flying. This is Judy from Animal Radio. For months now, I've been telling you about the Stella and Chewy's dog food. Now I want to tell you about their cat food, made with 100% raw meat. And just like all Stella and Chewy's products, these dinners are made without grains, fillers, artificial preservatives, colorings, sugar, or salt. They come in four flavors, Chick Chick Chicken, Super Beef Alicious, Charming Chicken and Beef, and Yummy Lickin' Salmon and Chicken. Visit their website at StellaAndChewy's.com. That's Chewy's, C-H-E-W-Y-N. Fido Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Borders, Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. Why read a newspaper in the age of the Internet? 
because you take the time to think things through, like your love of animals. You want to know where your voice and donations can be most effective. Animal People is the newspaper for people who care enough about animals to give real thought to how best to help animals. Request your free sample copy at www.animalpeoplenews.org. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Hi, this is Bob Barker on Animal Radio, reminding you to help control the pet population. Have your pet spayed or neutered. Just a few minutes ago, we were talking with Wall and about some of the great shampoos they make, and you actually have some of the oatmeal shampoo in your hot little hands, don't you? Listen, this is some good stuff, I have to tell you. It smells great. It's a concentrate. And what I like about concentrate, it's the same thing when you buy professional shampoo. Um, it comes concentrated, so you can dilute it down. So it costs you pennies. So even if it is, seems to be a little expensive, when you break it down, it costs you pennies. And the good thing about it, it makes it easy rinsing because it's diluted with water it goes on real easy um it lathers up nicely but it rinses real clean and you want that with, with a dog especially if you're doing it at home because the less time in the tub or the sink or, or outside with the hose however you're doing it we all know that they don't want to stay there so you want to get the, the, the shampoo off of the pet and you want them to um you know be able to go out and have a good time we don't have to worry about it getting a scratch and get itchy but they have all these great botanicals in them as well and oils they've got Coconut oil in this and smell this. It's notice smells like no. smells like, like a mojito. Yeah, I want to eat it. It's, it's, yeah, I love coconut oil. I really love, and it's a it tr- create tremendous benefits on the even human hair and human coat. I mean skin. I so anyway, Joe, let's we make experiment as soon as we get done with this show. You gonna you gotta you promised me to help with my German Shepherd Mika, so we're gonna use it on her if you don't mind. We'll use it. We'll use it on Mika. There you go. Okay, there I got go. a but question. Mika's well behaved. I got yeah. a question about it now. When you you say it's concentrated, do I have to mix it with water before I put it on, or can I put a drop on my dog and then add water to my dog? Well, you can dilute with vodka, I think. Do I have to? Okay, <laughs> you can Vladi. do it both ways. Okay, you can do it both ways, actually. It's, it, according according to their instructions, and I always go by the instructions of whatever the manufacturer says. Uh-huh. You can really? do it both ways. If you want to do it real easy, you know, just put a little in your hand and, and, and rub it in. Right. You're probably going to use more that way, though. Yeah. Um, I would if it was made that Dilute it first and then put it on the pet. So if it was you, me, that's how I would do it. Okay. You're acting like a lady, you know. Uh, men never read instructions. I mean, I never read instructions in my life. I just want to put it together. <laughs> you know, you, you, you're right, but you don't. Know, when it comes to chemicals on your pet, because their skin is a lot more sensitive than ours, you want to. You definitely want to read the label to make sure that you're not using more product than you should, so you don't irritate. Okay. Uh, and then I got this brush here, and and I got this pin brush, and this pin brush, um, it's a two-sided pin brush. It has like a, a stiff bristle on one side, and it has your metal pins on the other. So it can actually suit um, a couple of needs. If you got a long, flowing hair dog, Maltese and Shih Tzu, this is great to separate the coat. And the hard bristle side, you can actually use if you're bathing the dog and, and, and brush it and brush the 
brush it through the coat. If you have a short-haired dog, like, okay, now, um, Vladi's dog. Now, the hard bristle side will help de-shed the dog. You can you can brush it. You're not going to irritate the skin. Um, so this suits um, two needs and also has this comfort grip handle, which is really nice. It's comfortable in your hand, and that's important as well. I, I always confusing the word shit and sh- sh- shit. It's uh, difficult for me. But back to the Maltese and Shih Tzu. I think uh, for Maltese, <laughs> I agree with you. Okay, Shih Tzu is going to be the problem. You have to tranquilize the dog before using any brush. <laughs> yes, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Let's go ahead and give out this product right here. If you work at a shelter or you adopt out these animals, then you want to make them look hot to be adopted. one 405 8405 right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your animal. Spay or neuter. Let me say that again. You don't want to do both. Spay or neuter. Let me say it again. Can I do that? You can do whatever you want. Oh, God bless. I'm going to try it one more time. Hi, this is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay or neuter your animal. I love it. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Uh, we go to line three, where we have Mary on the phone for Vlade. Hi, Mary. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, Mary. How are you? I'm I'm fine. I'm just out here with my puppy right now. Okay. What what puppy you have? Let's, 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 let's just do some. Let's do just Mary some Chihuahua. Okay. Let's we do some. Let's we do just this conversation. So don't give me life stories about your Chihuahua. Just say, Vlade, I have a Chihuahua puppy. How old is Chihuahua? Eight weeks. Eight weeks Chihuahua. What what does your Chihuahua do? She she rags with my hand like you do with a sock. She just goes at it and sometimes draws blood. She bites so hard. Oh I don't know gosh. how to stop her. I've had a lot of advice and don't know what the right way is. Oh, okay, okay. Well, uh, again, I'm so sorry. What is your name again? Mary. Mary, Mary. Unfortunately, that's what Chihuahuas do. Oh. And but they don't bite the owners normally. They bite they bite neighbor Kathy's, Uncle Anne, uh, some strangers. Uh-huh. But they're very good to the owners. You have a very unique case because Chihuahuas are so good to the family. They can be problem to the to another people. Oh. Well, let me ask you now. Where does your Chihuahua sleeps? She has a pet taxi, a small size one Where? that goes in the car. She sleeps in there. Uh, no, I mean, uh, she, she, she doesn't sleep in your bed, yes? No, 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 no. Uh-uh. Oh, you're good. You're good. <laughs> you're like an alpha female. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay, tell me, please, describe me situation. Where, When she tried to snap you? I mean, why are you playing with her? Oh, when she's up in my lap, then she wants to chew on my fingers and, you know, um, okay. play hard. Are you trying to play with her with another, with, with uh, I, like a different? I, mm-hmm. I pick up another toy and try to distract her. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Look, um, uh, what you're just describing for me, it's a very well-known approach, uh, which is positive trainers using. It calls redirect and praise. When the dog is bad, some of them will tell you have to scream, like becoming squeaky toy, and the 
puppy will think I need to hurt you even more because every time when I bite you, you scream. Or they would suggest you put her in time out, which will not work as well. Or they maybe will say, withdraw your attention. That's not going to work too because, you know, it's still uh, rewarding negative behavior. So here is what, what would really work. What would really work in your situation is very simple thing. And again, I need to I need to give you some analogies. And analogy will come following. Hell, don't worry, please. <laughs> <laughs> I got my lesson. Okay. So uh it's like a driving the car, okay? You need to push the brake first before you can redirect the vehicle and after you can push the gas to speed it up. So by talking in this categories, I want you so what I'm telling about like a um like a correct, a redirect, and praise. It's the three components. So I want you stop the dog from this behavior first. You can do it in many ways. Simple way would be using very very light um, string attached to the dog's collar. And ask the puppy and have it all the time attached to her. Of course, if she starts to chew it, you can saturate this um this light leash with bitter apple with uh, tabasco sauce so she would not chew it and eat it so every time when she acting like this number one i would never play her on my knees i would put on her level i would not gonna bring her to my level i would put her on the floor and playing with her a little bit well and i, would I have try back to... problems i can't get down my i floor. see maybe maybe yeah i got it okay so let's uh, i respect it let's say on the couch and uh, you put mm-hmm. her in and you're playing with her i would play with a toy Boys, and she starts to go after your hands because mom's hands hurts and mom screams and I can get mom's attention by driving her nuts, yeah? So when she does that, I would quickly snap that rope, uh, which is attached to her little collar. You can use a uh, regular collar, will be sufficient enough, and scream like a, ah! It's like some, like some man touch you inappropriately or something. You have to right. get, it needs to come up from you. See what she gonna do. She'll probably stops from that time. You say, good girl, and continue play with her, but using maybe toy. So what was missing in the way you've done it, you try to redirect and praise. And I want you correct first, after redirect and praise after. So that's the missing link was. Now, if you really want to do the things right, so you're not going to make mistakes because you can even snap that leash slightly, but that correction will be equally to the $2 ticket for speed violation. She's not going to even fail. So you can use air, air spray device by name, pet convincer, pet convincer. You dog can see it, hear it, feel it. Petconvincer.com website, convince someone, petconvincer.com. So when she bats, bat, spray, mm-hmm. it's air, it's nothing like it's air comes out and just startle. From that time, you can say, good girl, and oh. give her toy what you want her to do and praise her after. Correct, redirect, praise like a doggy mama who first snap after lick and it's all over. Nobody goes to the jail. That what I do, Mary, and thank you so much for calling us. Thank you for, for answering my question. You're most welcome. Good boy. That's it for the show today. Wow, it flew by. If you missed any part of it, you can check out the podcast at animalradio.com. And don't forget to like us on Facebook and pick up on some of the goodies that we have over there. Simply by liking us at facebook.com slash animalradio or get your tweet on. 
Our Twitter account is, of course, Animal Radio. We send out uh, alerts if there's any kind of recalls. Whatever news you can use, it's over at Twitter and Animal Radio. And, of course, you can email us at yourvoice at animalradio.com. Or call us all week long. We have an answering machine set up at 1-866-405-8405. And we'll get back to you as soon as we can and get your questions answered and your answers questioned. That's how we do it here at Animal Radio. For the entire Dream Team, thanks for listening to Animal Radio. We'll catch you next week. Have a great week. Bye-bye. is Animal Radio Network.